Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust, the fifth edition science fantasy campaign run by yours truly. I'm William. I'm your game master for this campaign. Joining me today, we have Jack. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, avian way of the iron path monk and the oldest third of the birds and the bees. <laughs> and Jeremy. Hi, uh, I am Jeremy. I am playing uh, uh, Ken, uh, Kendall Fairchild. Uh, I had to had to reach for the name last name there for a moment. Um, who is an Eladrin uh, uh, warlock uh, of experience? <laughs> uh, and John. I'm John. I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer. And Holly. I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel, the Envarin uh, rogue. And Craig. Hi. I'm playing bees, a bunch of nocturne and torch bees who collectively form a swarmkeeper ranger. And I definitely was in roll twenty this whole time. <laughs> Uh, and Cody? Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Varush Al Rule, the Loxodon Way of, or sorry, uh, Oath of the Watchers Paladin. Uh, and Camille? Hi, I'm Camille. I'm playing Gideon Eaglin, um, a avian rogue, and uh, the second bird in the bird's. And when last we left off, the group, having received a vision from the Oracle of Nocturna, have been given a fated task, that being to oppose the King of Demons, who has positioned himself, having murdered the Forgotten, who guards the gates to hell. Um has positioned himself to invade the galaxy. Having returned to Knox and returned the Smokey Walker special to the to the workshop that it was rented from. That's where we pick up with the group now in the city of Knox proper trying to figure out their next move. So what's you up to? I'm going to go find the uh, Core Adventurers League people. Yeah, I think we had kind of as a group decided that was probably our smartest next move in terms of contacts in town. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. 
So, Ms. Fairchild, is this a meeting you would like to be part of? Duh. Just wanted to check. Mm. All right. So you're going to have to find them. <clears throat> Where are you looking? The bar. All right. So I think the journey's ahead? Yep. Mm-hmm. Do we do we have any idea about them having lived here? Uh, you've never met them before. Okay. They seem to have just been here for the party with the with the sun chasers. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Which is why I'm heading to the bar. Yeah. Which is also the last place we saw them. Is is the bar also? Do they also have rooms? Is it possible they might be staying there? Uh, the bar doesn't have rooms now. Okay. What? Where is there in town like a a lodging house or something like that? There's there's lodgings near the bar. Okay. But it's not there. Got it. And I'm assuming I would know as as far as lodgings lodgings concerned. Um, between my my knowledge and my mat, I would be able to figure out where they would be more likely to stay. Like maybe a couple options that they that people of their I'll say income bracket would be likely to to choose lodgings. Um there really isn't like very a lot of variation in available lodgings. It's a very small town on a on a Makes backwater sense. world. There's like two hotels that exist near the bar and near the near the red light district. They're not even really competing because it's just a matter of if one fills up, they go to the other one. Right. But I mean that works because I, I mean that's at least that's not we don't have to do a whole lot of searching. It's one or two places. Maybe they're at the brothel. Uh, they didn't strike me as the brothel type. Please. Mama Ellie said everybody got needs. She, she, she does. She does say that. That is true. Um, I figured we could. I, I figured we could ask the last people that we know saw them if they knew where they might be staying. The people that okay. run the bar. Yeah, I mean, the bar is a good place to start. We can check and see if they have more corpses. I don't think they're going to have any more corpses, Beast. I think we found the one we were supposed to find. Well, they never had them before, and they had them last time. Don't think it's a menu item. Yeah, that's not a, it's not an attraction, Beast. So you don't think corpse is back on the menu? No. No, <laughs> no Beast. No, I do not. Okay. Well, let's go see then. <laughs> and Till starts walking towards the bar. I never stopped. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you make your way to Journeys Ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, upon entering, uh, the environment has quieted down. Um, it seems to be empty right now with everything winding down from the aftermath of the invasion, which is still like. There is no ground forces left on the planet as far as you're able to tell, but there is still ships in orbit in a space battle that is currently stalled. Um, but the uh, as you enter, uh, Lorek, the orc who owns the place, looks over. 
Uh, welcome back. Did you find what you were looking for? Uh, if what you were, if what we were looking for was a mess to be involved in, yes. Um, <laughs> that's usually what someone finds when they end up journeying to the Oracle. We all got killed. I didn't like it. We didn't like it. We didn't actually get killed. Beast, it it was a vision. Like they felt like they it. saw. Yeah, that's true. Do I remember the names of the two representatives that were here from the uh, Carvajal League? Karos and Sonus. Karos and Sonus. Right now we're looking for, uh, if you might know, where Karos and Sonos have ended up. Uh, the two Adventurous League hotshots? Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in a day or so. You know where they were staying? I mean, there's only two places to stay in town. Well... If they're not there, they seem like they had business with the lawmaster to discuss, so you might check their offices. Good to know. All right, thank you. I think we should check with the lawmaster anyway. They'll probably know. Fair. Way too much. (laughs) Miss Fairchild. Uh Uh-huh. What is your perspective on... Local superstitions and tradition, do you usually avoid or engage? I mean, I guess it depends. What about when it involves drinking alcohol? Oh, yeah. Round at the bar on me, everyone. This is a tradition. Sweet! Yay! And Till's gonna buy his new adventuring group around because that's apparently what one does at this bar on this planet. You raise it, you raise a drink and journeys ahead. So it'll cost you for all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you. It'll cost you uh, five silver. Okay. Around. Real quick, he does have enough money for that. <laughs> uh, Vira? Yes. Yeah, Vira's here. I'm going to try to make sure she doesn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me stealth. Can I help? I'll distract. Uh, Roll me insight, bees. Excellent. Sure. Um, Fifteen stuff to avoid being seen. Twenty-one. Bees, you get this. You get the feeling that if you try and help, you're actually just going to make it harder because Vira will immediately know that if you're around, so is uh, so is Gideon. Fair. Okay, so then then the bees get very quiet, sort of just some of them, enough of them to totally swarm the bowl that uh, bees drink is poured into, come out of the hive armor, but otherwise they're pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Wait, Gideon's never been allowed alcohol before. What happened? <laughs> Excellent. I had the same question. Uh, Mistles never had it before. Both well, your only con saves. In the opposite direction, how does it compare? Right. Mr. So, Raised by Dwarves over here. Yeah, the the, uh, the alcohol 
on this planet. Uh, are you going for native or imported? Native. Okay. Because local is cheaper. <laughs> so the the local the local particular alcohol is best described as smoky. It it has a lot of the properties that one would associate with this planet in that it burns a little bit and it is unique in flavor. Cool. Does Mistel share that she's never had a drink? And it's relatively strong. Oh, she absolutely would. Because she would poke at it for a minute. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. It, you should have some. It makes some of us fall asleep. I don't know if I want to sleep. Oh, just some of you. There's only one of me. Oh, maybe just part of me then. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. How big a cup does Mistel have? Uh, you were probably served like a like a like a um, like a medicine cap. Darn. Like I, I wanted that. her to go head first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like 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 medicine cap sized shot glass. Well, I hope Till got a discount for that, Ben. I feel oh, yeah. like probably that was that was part, that was part of why it was only five silver. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> because it's technically <laughs> six drinks and a sampler spoon. <laughs> I rolled thirteen, William, and I got eighteen. So, this is strong stuff, and it hits you immediately. Gideon, you have to stifle a cough. Um, <coughs> but it immediately starts to warm you up inside, and you get that sort of loosening of, like, everything kind of feels numb as it goes down. Gideon, it's for drinking, not breathing. So, as soon as we get off planet, I want more of that. Okay. Good. Yeah, nobody tell my mom's though. No. Hey, Gideon, have you seen a sun before? Yeah, with you, just now. Okay, but not before or that, right? Yesterday. You, no, not before that. You would have told me about it, right? You would have told us about it, right? Of course I would have told you about it. Okay. Mistel, have you ever seen the sun before? Mm-hmm. There's one where I come from. Wow. Can the sun shines a lot there. Yeah, most of the time. Why'd you come here? It's a long story. Okay. I have time. We have time. <laughs> we don't have time right now. We got to find the lawmaster and see if they know where the adventurers are. Okay. Will you tell us later? I will tell you later. Okay. I want to see more sun. You should visit my planet. Okay. You would like it. There are also other bees there. There are? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll kill them and take their hives. <laughs> you shouldn't say things like that too loudly. Not really. You know. That's how we do. But why can't you just befriend them? And then you'll have bee friends. <laughs> oh, you're, you're serious. Sorry. Be- because we'd rather have their hive. 
But you have a hive. Yeah, but then we would have two. Don't be selfish. We're not being selfish. We're just being us. Bill makes a note to discuss the concept of invasive species with bees at some point. <laughs> yeah. I make a note. Invasive in species sounds awesome. Let's be that. I can say in the middle of this, at some point, Kendall has has managed to get on top of a table. <laughs> oh boy! Guaranteed. Gideon joins her. Gideon joins her. Mitchell was already sitting on top of a table. She doesn't do chairs. I have oh, no idea right. what we're doing up here, but this is great. I look oh, down. No. I look down at my drink. We've only had one. I know it was great. Consider they have another. No, Coltarn. Let's consider this a experiment on personal limits. Just so the rest of us nice. are in. Oh dear. The rest of us are informed as to what we can expect. I I've I have never seen anybody this light awake. Mistel, you can have the rest of ours. No. Oh, I want it. Okay. <laughs> Mr. will dive for it. <laughs> Head first. Well, now that all sense of social propriety and personal inhibitions and restraint has been cast off, let's go talk to Law enforcement. We're sharing. That's very good, bees. How much of it was left? That was a lot. I mean, you picture bees on the surface of a, you know, a mead or an ale. They're not. They're not making huge inroads. This don't make me sad. Bees chug. Chug, chug. There's like half of the bees. Chug, chug, chug. chug. Yeah, exactly. Do I need to make a con check for this, William? Yes, make another con save. And then also Gideon. Is Gideon drinking it with Mistel in it? No, if she beat me to it, she beat me to it. <laughs> one, one, of you, one of you is tiny and can get places very quickly. 17. Uh, you don't die, but you have the poison condition from being drunk. Well, that's going to be fun. I lift Mistel okay. by her foot with my trunk out of the glass. I think that's enough drinking for now. More later. Man. Lucky. Take this and I hand Mistel a, uh, uh, what's it? Like, uh, basically one of the, a, a towel to dry off from the alcohol. <laughs> It's currently soaking into her hair. She will wear it like a hat. Can I snag another bottle from behind the counter with my bee mage hand? Uh, you try to, and immediately you see that uh, Lorek looks at you and just kind of raises an eyebrow. Don't try it, bees. Okay. Gideon, we'll get more later. Wait, did you just try to steal from Laura? No, we just tried to take some. It's not stealing if you it... aren't... Yeah, we tried to steal. 
Yeah, let's uh, let, let's let's get out of here, Beast. Okay. I'm just gonna head out the door towards the law towards the lawmaster's office, wherever that is. <laughs> yeah. I'll, as it, tur- uh, as it turns way. out, it's across the street from the bar. Good. <laughs> the lawmaster knows exactly where most of their work is gonna come from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mister will sort of pass out on Kendall's shoulder as we go. Kendall hasn't gotten off the table. Oh, never mind. She'll go beyond Till's shoulder then. That... Whoever's sober. <laughs> Unless somebody's pulled her down from the table. Miss Fairchild. She is oh, no, dancing I'm... to whatever song Fairch- is Ms. on. Miss Fairchild, we're leaving to go to that huh? meeting. That you... we're, we're leaving to go to that meeting you wanted to Ooh, be at. Meeting. Yes, yes, yes. Jumps Excellent. down. Mm-hmm. Weaves a moment, takes a moment to steady oneself because she just jumped down off of the table. In heels, probably. Hell yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. still got the extra alcohol. Bees killed my buzz trying to steal from Lord. This sucks. Gideon, I owe you a bottle. Oh, I'm getting another bottle as soon as we get off planet. It's going to be awesome. Then we can steal all the alcohol. It has alcohol in it. Stealing alcohol. We're not stealing alcohol. We're going straight. Sort of. I put alcohol in this honey. For you. Did you steal the alcohol you put in the honey? No. Till bought it for us. Oh, yeah. Because you. Sweet. I want some. Yeah, here you go. I am making a note of this conversation. Happening behind Boozy me. Good berries. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. I am. It's oh, go ahead, Greg. Uh, you, you you'll remember. I don't know. This may just be me because I'm old. But you remember those um like little wax soda bottles that you could get when you were a kid, and they were full of basically like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. basically it's basically that except it's bees wax, and they're full of booze <laughs> that's secreted. <laughs> nice. They're functionally they are good berries, but. Uh, they are like little little wax nips full of full of booze. And I'm making a middle note to lock down my brewer supplies every night. Mistel <laughs> <clears throat> is partially laying on Till's shoulder, batting at his hair like a cat. <laughs> Till is just. Walking and letting her be. <laughs> She'll get it out of her system eventually. So th- and being used as a steadying influence. Sure. So so three adults and four children walk into a walk into a walk into the long <laughs> into office. A, yep. As you enter. <clears throat> uh you find that the lawmaster is uh currently in conversations with um the particular orc they're looking for actually lawmaster is sort of leaning back uh with uh feet sort of kicked up on on the table that they're that they're sitting at with uh Karos sort of leaned over with hands on top of said table and both of them just having a form of conversation with Kara seeming to be somewhat more serious than the lawmaster is about the entire situation, but the lawmaster 
not not joking or dismissive, but a very much in a case of has has a sort of disposition of while you're right that it's a problem, it's not something I can do anything about right now. So you're just gonna have to be patient, kind of expression. Um, and Karos very much being the this is a problem that needs to be handled right now. Ah, Karos. Just the individual we were looking for. Uh, she turns and looks over. Oh, the uh, other fellows from the tavern earlier. Hi, I'm Karos. Yes, uh, it seems that we've been given some sort of... He pauses for a second to think about how best missing. to phrase it. And then, we have a missing. as Gideon yelled that over his shoulder, yep. divine Hi. purpose from on behalf of the of the oracle. Is that the same thing as a mission? Kind of. Sweet that. Hoping to. Uh, I was already planning on this, but considering the circumstances, figured it might be expeditious to inquire about joining up with the Adventurers League. Say who now? What? They look rich, Gideon. We, we should do it. Did we vote on that? I don't remember voting. I look back over at Gideon. Joining the League gets you access to materials and supplies and resources that can get us off the planet and where we need to go. We did have oh, the conversation. So we joined, so we... I think the alcohol might have muddied your memory, though. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm good, I'm good. Carry on, my bad. Sorry, run that by me one more time. I got distracted by something. Basically asked, I wanted to, I said we're wanting to inquire about potentially joining the league. As you as you mentioned that you've been given a purpose from the Oracle, there's there's a raise of an eyebrow from, from Karos and as you go on. All right. Um be it for me to stop the Oracle from sending you on your purpose. We can certainly sign you up with with the Adventurers League. We need to get to either well, the nearest Adventurers League Lodge to fully sign you in, which would be either Gilgamesh Station or the Void Gate. Would it be possible? And correct me if I'm wrong, but Shania had said that our first potential ally was at the city near the Void Gate, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Voidgate would be my vote. Same. Yeah, I'm done with that. Right. Well, um, okay. Yeah, that's. I have to figure some things out and get some extra information from the Oracle if I can, but. I've got her phone number. So do I. <laughs> okay, good. The Oracle and I are intimately familiar with one another. 
We could have called oh, really? I like the three different reactions that happened there. There was a facial <laughs> reaction from Till, really from Kendall, and we could have called them from bees. <laughs> to be fair, we did need to take her a body, so. Can't exactly do that over the phone. And we didn't get her number until we took the body there. Hmm. Yeah, but... But we're getting distracted. But, yes, I'll get the extra information from Janya and find out more about what's going on. And we need to get you all on a ship headed to the Void Gate. What kind of ship? A spaceship. And it transports people. I like those. Wee. Are there any available? <laughs> right, right. But what kind? Pat, 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 pat. Mm -hmm. We'll be going on my personal liner. This the seems like something I could be handling now. Which is what kind? Custom made. Oh. Didn't we get our own ship? Okay. I mean, not yet. I don't think. Weren't we gonna steal one? No, we're not gonna. Lawmaster, <laughs> Lawmaster raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Even <drunk>. Kendall's like, <laughs> no. We have... Stealing a ship was never a serious option. Yeah, that, that was a whole conversation. We even had it. We were here in, in front of you, Lawmaster, remember? Because you were like, nah, that's not cool. You don't do that. And then we were like, oh, yeah, that's right. Our bad. And like, it was all, you know, copacetic. Lawmaster told us not to steal from anyone from here. Turns to um member of the Adventurers Guild. Where are you from? Beast. Beast, not now, dude. Law, Lawmaster chuckles for a minute. Your pixie friend can't hold their alcohol, I'm seeing. Alcohol is good. I've never had it before. Yeah, hey, <laughs> such a lightweight, hey, right? She, she <clears throat> held it just fine. Good enough to drink it. That's true. That that did happen. Bill's eyebrows go up and he sort of lifts Kendall up a little bit and checks his shoulder for vomit just in case. You, nope. you mean Mistle. Mm -hmm. Or Mistle, sorry. Who did I say? Kendall. Kendall's, Kendall. not, oh, no. Kendall's not on my shoulder. No, no. Kendall's mm -hmm. leaning on the yeah, other right. one. Is, Kendall's leaning on the other shoulder. Uh, he'll check that one too, actually. Yeah, no, none there. <laughs> no. no, she's actually holding it. Okay, good. Very gingerly set her back down. Hmm. Anyway, we'll see... What options might be available if you need if you need a ship? Most adventurers end up relying on transport, but depending on what Janya ends up saying, we might have to expedite the process of you all getting at least some basic space transportation. I mean, if you want the cliff notes, we can pass it along. I'm going to want the full details on this, so I'm going to contact her directly. We can pass it along, do. While we're en route. Where should we meet you then? Uh, and when? Because I got to check in with my mom and tell them I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm going to go get the ship ready. 
you all get any business that you still have on this planet done and meet me at the spaceport. Sounds good. Come on, Beast. Okay. I, we need to ask one question. Mm -hmm. Do, does your ship have windows? No. Oh, okay. It does have viewing screens if you need to see things that are outside. Okay. Oh, yeah, because we're going to want to see the stars when we go into space. Good thinking, Beast. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be over the nighttime. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. I'll show you the viewing deck when you get on the ship. Okay. Thank Please. you. Sorry we planned to steal your ship. Beast. Really? We're being polite. Karos nods at the group of you and moving leaves. along. Enough <laughs> <laughs> with the stealing the ship thing, dude. Come on, let's go tell the mom. I like to tell people you're not going <clears> to. <throat> that, that conversation is continuing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want. And bees walk out of you. I watch as those two leave and I just go, the bees are going to get us. Attacked at some point. <laughs> Quite likely. Varush nods in agreement. Bees swarm back into the room. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm actively looking around for bees to see if they've left yet. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have left. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll all get so get, get us attacked at some point. Yes, I just realized that I've had going to have to become hyper aware um if we're in a tense situation who's all around me right now i think everybody but gideon and bees right now everybody, okay nobody nod if we're ever in a tense situation all right why uh -huh. at least with bees around what uh i don't know how they've taken they asked me some questions i answered Based off what I've seen today, just don't nod in tense situations where things could turn violent. I'm very confused. What happens if we nod in a tense situation where things what could turn I violent? Like nodding? Uh, these may, I, I don't know. These might get violent. With us? Not with because us. Because we nodded? What did you say to bees? <laughs> I gave a simple answer, but I think they read too much into it. But it's just making everyone aware. All right. Well, we'll dispense with nodding as a basic form of communication <laughs> until we are able to sit down and have a conversation with bees and clear up a few things, apparently. That. It's going to be hard. I'm going to forget. that's going to honestly help or hinder. I nod and then realize what I did. And just went, Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> this, whole, this whole trip back. <laughs> but, so that's why you've been so stiff. <laughs> I can't wait to see the film version of this. The adventurers who nodded bees. <laughs> so, but now I'm going to be thinking about it and it's going to be really hard for me not to nod. Yes. Welcome, welcome to right. my past 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to share it with I us. Mean, right? 
Well, that's a team building exercise. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to go log something. And I leave. Well, when my father spoke of burdens being shared, typically he was referring to a group of people carrying an engine, a dust engine, so... Well... (laughs) Ms. Fairchild, is there anything else we need to do on planet before... Anything on your list that we need to check off? Uh, I should probably check my mail. A list? It's a metaphor. Mm. I don't think... Beyond that, no. No, I don't, I don't think so. We didn't... We, we haven't... Acquired any amount of gold, have we? Uh, not off the bodies. I mean, in general, since, since this whole thing started. Uh, not in particular. Nope, yeah. we didn't ask the lawmaster to pay us for taking the corpse to the oracle. Maybe we should have. <laughs> I could use some gear. Oh, I have four gold. Never mind. Well. nothing else i suppose we can go to the spaceport you and i can be judgy at other people's spaceships i mean i was gonna do that anyway we're going to the spaceport at some point right yes i was just thinking we could do that first can i come of course yeah i've got nothing better to do i'll follow along Did Gideon have a comm unit of any sort? No. Okay. Well, he knows to meet us at the spaceport. I do. Just keep an eye out for the bird. All right. Uh, Spaceport it is, then. (laughs) To the baseboard. Vrush went to uh, whatever personal, wherever he's had personal quarters while he's on planet. Uh, and he's going to just send a message to uh, his direct supervisor that's, I'm assuming, back on a void gate nearby. Yeah. Uh, that. He's going to be leaving planet investigating a possible extra planar um, influence. Mm-hmm. And then head to the spaceport. Yep. So you send that message out. And the response gets back in just a simple affirmative. Gideon is going to go say goodbye to his mamas, explain the situation best he can, gather his things, hug everybody, and uh, make sure he has the right contact information to be able to send messages back. And then, of course, go to the space floor. Thanks, Gideon's moms. We'll take care of Gideon. Be careful out there. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Remember, remember to eat 
and remember to take care of yourself. I will. Thanks for letting us stay here. It was and nice. Don't to let anyone fucking push you into the line of fire and remember to take cover. Remember who from you the are. air. Stop flying out into the middle of fire. Goddamn, I am. Yes, ma'am. Have you never? Have you never played um, Dark? Oh, was, oh God, William, what was the game? The jetpack, the jetpack game, Dark something. Void. Dark Void is that it? Probably. <laughs> I've played that game. <laughs> Obviously, Camille has never played it because, like, f- no, I haven't. Flying, uh, yes, Dark Dark Void was the like Xbox 360s era jetpack game. It's a, it was a jetpack. It was like a jetpack shooter, like a jetpack based cover based shooter. So you would uh, use cover while flying to fight in fighting. Nice. It was. It wasn't half bad for you know the time, but it also wasn't that great. <laughs> It was exactly half bad. <laughs> but yeah. On, on the way to the starport, how's the battle? Are, are we able to see anything or hear anything? Like, like, is there any indication of what's going on above the clouds? There's the occasional... There are occasionally bits of debris that penetrate the atmosphere of Nocturna. Aside from that, you can't see anything. But it's okay. Or hear anything. Uh, a sudden uptick in shooting stars. Basically, yeah. <coughs> Just looking up as we go. I wonder what it's like above there right now. Are we gonna fly through that? Presumably. Probably. We are we back together we with back them now? Together. Are we all headed? Yeah, we're back together with them. In a group. Okay. Oh, yeah, <coughs> What's it like up there? Dark. Dark. Cold. Cold. Somebody, we're getting echo somebody. from somebody. from somebody. I think it's Camille. I think it's Camille. Is it? Oh. That's because you're holding it's holding, you're holding one of your earpieces close to the mic. That would be why, yes. <laughs> yeah. The vastness the vastness of the divide is mostly filled with emptiness, the occasional star, and the occasional person that wants to put you out into it with no protection. Okay. It's fun. It's pretty. And there is an immense amount of space to fly. Good at flying. Different type of flying, but we'll see how you do. I bet we're good. Might need to get a little bit more speed. We, We bet we're good. There's no air, though, bees, so your wings won't work. That sounds tricky to fly in. That's why you have to use a ship. (laughs) 
I'm looking around for something that is obviously a very expensive, like, personal cruiser that hasn't been commandeered. <laughs> so as you enter the as you enter the spaceport, Karos is there to meet you. Okay, good. Good. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, as she as you as you approach, she walks up uh, and looks at, across the group of you. All right, I see we're all here. As everyone had a chance to sober up, she says, looking at Mistel. Hi. You have so much hair. I'll take it as a note. <laughs> I have a perfectly normal amount of hair for someone my age. So much. That one absorbed that one absorbed roughly their body weight in alcohol, so I don't know if they'll be sobering up anytime soon. Probably a little more. Yeah. Well, anyway. Follow me. I'll show you the ship. Following. Sweet. So, Karos uh, leads you through um, and eventually brings you to a hangar uh, with a ship hung up on magnetic locks because it it uh, has it has landing struts, but you can you can gather from the look of this that they're not used unless absolutely necessary. Uh, as you as you look at what is. One of the sleekest and most pristine jet black spaceships that you have ever laid eyes on, for those of you who have ever seen a spaceship before. It is this sort of very long, almost like broadhead arrow-shaped uh design that sort of flares out near the near the near like the, the back end and then narrows down to a fault to a fine point where the thrusters are at. Um uh, very interesting combination of both smooth, sleek curves and sharp angles near the front uh, with a variety of different antennae and signal and like signal uh, gatherers on all sides because the ship is very clearly designed to be a mobile base of operations for someone who relies on a galactic communication network to run the Adventurers League. And you can also see a couple of very large central uh, forward cannons hanging off of the, the main body of the ship. Uh, everything in it is almost completely like sleek, reflective black. Dude, what do I have to do to get one of those? You build it yourself. Don't worry, Gideon. We'll have so much money, we can get one and afford to paint it. Welcome yeah. to poor Black Star. He says, as a loading ramp slowly descends from the bottom of the ship. Cool name. Okay. Can I tell? Uh, can I tell uh, if it was designed from something else? Like if there was a, there was like another ship used as the base and then modified. Uh, this ship appears to have. Uh, roll me, roll me uh, intelligence with. Uh, Te- roll me technology. engineering. Technology, yeah, technology with intelligence. Yeah. Make sure that my. Yep. Ten. I rolled a four. 
even with a 10, you're pretty certain that this ship is one of a kind. Okay. You're fairly certain it was designed and built from scratch. Okay. As a one-off. Which I'm not approvingly as I walk up the room. Not Again, bad. not thinking about nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, that was only a Farouche nods. Please <laughs> <laughs> attach the ship. This is why it's amazing that we're all now paranoid about nodding. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. The ship is pretty. It'll be nice to not have to stow away on this one. It's okay. I don't think we could steal this thing if we wanted to. No, I said stow away. What's that? Where I sneak on a ship. Which is stow steal? Yeah, so we don't steal the whole ship. We would just sneak on and let them take us wherever they were going to go. But we would still have to not get caught, which it's... would be hard for you. That would be theft of services, not theft of goods. Yes, please. Yes. As you as you board the ramp, um, the the sleek black metal gives way to an all wood interior. Um, well. Mostly wood. The uh, like the 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 main body, the main floor is one particular type of dark wood, uh, with a lot of the like trimmings and furnishings being made out of various different types of of complementary colors of wood. Um, you can see the metal reinforcements that exist on the internals and a lot of the electronics that lie around. But this place is this ship is very clearly worth millions and millions of credits because it is designed as an incredibly advanced, cutting-edge, custom-built luxury ship. There's a lot of, like, real wood furnishings and then, like, leather upholstery on everything that's supposed to be soft, etc., etc. You're standing in a luxury piece. This is really trying nice. very hard not <laughs> to look so impressed. He's not doing so great. <laughs> Kendall's doing a much better job. Yeah. How soft is this? This is Kendall's living room, let's be honest, probably. I don't think I've ever been in a place this pretty. Wipe your feet. Mm -hmm. There's no dirt, like, anywhere. Uh huh. Or mud. Or swamp water. As you as you cross the threshold, um, there is a like blue light that passes over you as ignore like negating the need negating the need for Till's comment as he passes through the threshold. Uh, there's a, there's a field that sort of passes over you, and as you walk through it, you feel every ounce of dirt and grime that was on you from that planet being pulled off. Uh, I feel really bad walking in the field. Uh, <laughs> what does that do to bees? Nothing. It recognizes that bees is an organic construct and everything just passes through. I was going to say, bees is like 80% dirt and grime by man. <laughs> now the cleanest bees in existence. You get the sense that it's, you get the sense that it's magic because it's able to tell that bees is a, is a creature and accepts it. Okay. Whew. All right. So, uh, all oh, my parents would have been, are gone. Would, would, would have been a great way to kill bees, though. Like, like what happens to bees? What did I say? It's, it's just, yeah, it's just this 
The empty, empty, shining, clean suit of armor <laughs> topples the floor. Well, time to roll up a new character. <laughs> the equivalent of one of us walking into a pool of lava and just being like, right. out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've yeah, like any, any, any life. extra dirt and grime that wasn't part of the hive construct and like wasn't like actually the home of the bees and any uh, as mentioned any parasites that might have been in the in the hive are gone okay D- does it polish up some of the exterior armor a little bit yeah what 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 becomes visible so underneath some of the web that had just been covered in dust you see like a sheen of uh black and gold trim okay Does that signify anything to Till? Not in particular. Okay. Especially not with just seeing like what looks like. Hey, we got side. <laughs> like it, it, it looks, it looks like the the side of like uh, a piece of metal armor, and it's just like a, a a bit of like black chest piece with like gold trim on the side. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he plays for the Steelers. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Gideon, don't don't feel homesick. We can make this place really homey soon. Dude, I don't have any dirt on me. I, we'll put some back on you. What in here? No way. Mamas will kill me on principle. Well, you don't want dirt. Not in a place like this, dude. Well, why would you want dirt? I don't know. It just feels normal. This feels really weird. Oh my god, that's so sad. What? That's oh, normal. Oh, you mean like how you need a bed to sleep everywhere? I mean, yeah. What? Well, make our yeah. bed. I mean, I don't need it. I just have it. So why not use it? Well, the same thing. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not upset. Just saying, it's weird. I've never slept in a bed. I have a bed. All right. There's a, you mean there's like enough... not like a not like a bunk bed? You've never you like I've right? Never slept in a bed. Like not. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand. Karos interrupts with there's plenty of there's plenty of lodgings for all of you. Feel free to find one of the empty rooms. I'm the only person on this ship right now. Um Black Star, she says, and you can hear the hum of machinery as a holographic image uh of just a blank humanoid shape appears in front of her, just this sort of projected light of a completely featureless humanoid. Holy yes, Yes, Karos. The 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 projection says monotone. Prep the ship for launch. We're leaving in ten. Confirmed, and it disappears again. That's something any of the rest of us, or at least bees, would have seen before. Definitely not bees. Okay. I don't know yeah. how many. I don't know how many of you might have seen a ship's AI. Till's probably seen it before. Hmm. A thumb towards Tolbar. Imagine probably have. This... This what was that? Great. This place isn't so great. It's haunted. 
that's not haunted. That's that's a that's an AI. It's like Tolbar, yeah. but holographic. Sorry, it's painted. <laughs> no, dude, it's a computer that runs the shit. I've never actually seen one before, but I've read about them. <laughs> well, I've got my favorite moment of the night. <laughs> hey, at least we know Bees knows how to spell. <laughs> but Mom with Aaron, uh, with Aaron is very patient. <laughs> <laughs> with Car- with Carol's so angry at you right now. <laughs> oh God! Sorry. So you were on probably the most expensive starship that you've ever been on, with the possible exception of Kendall. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I would like. So still. I would like to. Uh, I would like to uh, do my best to be able to replicate the build of this ship by studying it. The problem is you're not able to see most of the internals. Like <clears throat> everything has a very smooth facade to it, so you're seeing you're seeing a lot of the surface level stuff like the 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 wood flooring the 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 metal paneling and stuff like that but you're not seeing a lot of the internal machinery or electronics that go behind because everything's got a pretty smooth cover if i ask questions of the ai will it answer me you reach out and it'll it will give you surface level information but it is not allowed to provide you any like schematic level Oh no! I'm just like like you know. I'll ask very simple, like unobtrusive questions, like, "What sort of engines is this? That, is this ship equipped with?" Uh, at which point it will respond. <coughs> As my throat dies. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ask that question. As I pull, so I make sure I know exactly which number I'm giving you. Department. Hey, AI. What are those? What are those? Yeah. So the uh, the AI comes back with um, this ship is equipped with a proprietary class nine Stardust engine. Proprietary. Who's the designer? Record unavailable. It's a strange ship. It's a shape. It's a strange shipwright that doesn't want to put their name on their work. I cannot answer that for you. Hmm. That would be a question for the captain. I'll ask her. They're still around. If you ask Karos. Who is the... um, This is a fascinating vessel. Who is the shipwright? He didn't want his name... This This was the end of his career. 
this was his magnum opus and he didn't want people coming back to get him out of retirement so he didn't want his name attached to any of the systems mm. interesting it's a very well designed vessel It's been a favorite of mine, and it's served me well. I'm able to have just about all of the requirements I need from my office anywhere in the galaxy. Well, is it about time to um, is it look up? Brave the war zone. About three minutes. Are you confident in the vessel's ability to slip past the fighting or be undamaged through it? Oh, I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Now I'm definitely going to be watching what happens when we take off. Yeah, I'm going right up to the viewing deck. It's Fairchild, is there anything you require here? Nope. I'm just going to go find my room. Thank you. If you'd like to watch what goes on, I'll be heading to the viewing deck shortly. That's where I'll be. taking so, extensive notes. A few minutes pass, uh, and eventually the ship begins to lift off. And the thing that jars most of you who have been on spaceships before is there is no judder of takeoff. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no sensation of gravity trying to keep you on the ground as the ship just smoothly, as if it was already in space, just lifts and begins to go. I'm going to try, and I probably won't succeed at the moment, but I'm going to try to basically, with my knowledge of engineering of technology, see if I can do best estimations of what sort of technologies at work based on the performance that I experience and see rather than on any technical specifications I can find. Kind of like how you can tell when a, when a car has a really bad carburetor by how the, uh, by, by when the, uh, the sound it makes when you start the engine. Yep. Uh, that like so, just from the experience of my eyes and ears and and uh, and knowledge that I have, trying to gener- not not specifically but generally reverse engineer some of the stuff that I couldn't get specifics on. He's trying to get a general idea of what direction to go in when he's trying. Yeah, roll me a roll me a technology check. Yeah. This time, do better. I don't suppose I get any advantage for being an artisan. Well, it'll affect the DC. Fifteen. I did better. So the thing that you're picking up is that this shipwright spared no expense in the construction of this ship because aside from just the things that you're already seeing, but also because you're noticing the best traits of every known building species in the galaxy like that smooth takeoff something attributed to argon ships the complete lack of engine noise ethereal ships 
the like incredibly powerful front gun, orcish guns. The what looks to be fairly thick armor on the outside, dwarven plating. Um, the silent running engine, like the 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 low profile of of this ship's energy emissions, um, is probably something out of the natural order. You're not too specific on it, but this ship is built out of the best that everyone has. It's like the Normandy. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very much a galactic Normandy. Now, that style of shipbuilding is definitely unique. Do I have any idea of anyone that is known for, not necessarily that many, but for incorporating multiple styles in their designs? <laughs> it's like, do I know the Masamune of shipbuilders? <laughs> Roll me history. Twenty-one. There's a pseudonym um, that the individual who is most known for this kind of shipbuilding went under, uh, which was Stellaris, um, simply because he was believed to be an adherent of of Saul's, uh, who is often associated a deity with with invention and um, the construction of uh, like complex engineering and artifice and like social construct as well and like the building of empires is often associated with Saul as a deity um, and so this individual was just known as Stellaris as for, as for their association with the deity Saul and they were known for this kind of species blind I take the best that I can put together for the situation approach to shipbuilding With that in mind, and I'm not saying I'm not sharing any of this information or saying any of it out loud. Um, I want to see if I can tell, like, someone like that sounds like someone who has a signature, not a not like a not like a printed signature, but like something about the way they incorporate certain things that would be signature to them, like a particular kind of application of certain tools. I want to see if I can tell any of those tool markings based on what I've seen so far. Roll me investigation. This is a whole lot of information that's only relevant to Coltarn, but... (laughs) Eleven. If it's there, you're not finding it just because it would be very minute. Yeah. And again, this 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 ship has a has a strong facade. You can't see a whole lot of the internals, and that would be where you would find that kind of shipbuilder's mark. Yeah. I'm just taking notes and and, and appreciating the craft before me. But uh, while that's happening, um, the rest like while all of you are on the viewing deck. Uh, after a, after a couple of minutes, um, Black Star begins a countdown from ten to one, and as it hits one, and I, sorry, we already established ship took off. Sorry, I missed things that I've established. Uh, as it, as it takes off into the air, you pierce through the only the only bit of atmospheric interference that you find is when the ship hits that band of minerals that forms the outer layer of Nocturna's atmosphere that blocks out most of the light. 
And even that's just sort of the faint patter, like rain on a rooftop. Um, and then eventually you're out into the open majesty of space. And as you look out, you can see stars beyond counting. You can see the sun that Nocturna orbits. <clears throat> you can see nebulas in the distance, and you can see an active space battle that has slowly begun to cool down as less and less ships are present, as numerous different vessels, both undead and otherwise, are positioned in various places throughout the air. There are still a few shots being fired as the ship peels into the, peels into space. And as, as it does, Keros with her arms crossed, just tapping one shoulder. And three, two, one. And there's a pulse. And everything stops. All around you, everything outside the ship freezes. A missile stops mid-flight. A ballistic trajectory becomes frozen in space. Every ship outside of outside of the Black Star stops moving. And the Black Star glides through the battlefield directly across it as everything else is frozen. I want one. Spinning up void engine, Black Star's AI calls. Wow. Uh, can Till tell, is this normal for a void jump circumstance? No, okay. no. time doesn't stop. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Didn't think so, but just wanted to check. <laughs> also, don't you generally need a gate to go through? If you have, void engines can make can make jumps individually. It's just the, like, crossing that kind of distance oh, requires, way. yeah. Okay. Like void engines have specific lengths they can reach. It's just that, uh, like the to cross the entire galaxy either requires a very powerful and very expensive void engine, like this one has, or a void gate. But this ship just needs to get you to the void gate. All right. And then a few moments pass, and a hole of raw blackness opens up and the shutters close and the ship passes through. What does it look like outside the window now? Nothing. Like, the shutters closed. You can't the see shutters outside. Closed. We can't see outside. Um, Bees, did you see that? The bees have been sort of mostly out of the hive armor flying around and they've been glowing as soon as the, the viewport had opened after we passed through the uh, nocturnal uh, border of night and they sort of slowly, the light slowly fades from them now. And they come. Yeah, that was amazing. That's out there all the time. I don't think that time stop thing was normal. But the rest of it, yeah. How do you feel? Eros is still just looking at the at the closed bulkheads if it were still open, just sort of 
waiting. How do you feel, Gideon? Exiting Kanunga Gap, the AI speaks, and there's a there's a shudder to the ship as it exits the void, and the shudders rise again on a completely different starscape in a completely different location. Whoa. Dude, we do not belong here. The bees start to glow again. And moving towards the viewport. What can we see out now? So as you as you as you look out the viewport, <coughs> the uh you're in mostly empty space, aside from a massive circular structure that floats in the middle of space, like a almost like a halo ring. Um, with these, like, eight teeth-like protrusions from the top and bottom that close in almost like a maw with a black void, very similar to the one you just entered, between it uh, that is large enough for ships much larger than this one to pass through. And you can see ships going in going in, and coming out of it uh, and floating around this, this massive void gate is a floating city in the middle of space you can you can see many different platforms that are positioned around the the outside of this of this void gate they just sort of hover in orbit around it with a variety of different like hab domes for maintaining an environment uh placed around them and different tunnels and smaller ships shuttling back and forth between individual platforms around this void gate Uh, do I know, uh, which void gate is this? Do we know? Or does anyone? Uh, this is the void gate that would be nearest to um, Gilgamesh Station, uh, which would be, um, which would be void gate. Um, I have my notes here. Hang on. Where did you go? Yeah, there it is. It's my uh, turn to ask for names. Yeah, it's uh, Void Voidgate uh, Formbjord. Can you spell that for me? <laughs> got form. Formbjord. Formroids, got it. <laughs> Voidgate Fomerai? What? <laughs> Voidgate Fomor. There. Gate that was built by Pentex. <laughs> it's just got big branding on the side of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pentex. It's like it's the Pentex and also like the umbrella logo on one side. Right. <clears throat> there you go. Awesome. Thanks. What's that? That's the void gate. What's that do? What we just did but on a larger scale across the galaxy. It allows ships to traverse the galaxy through Gnunga Gap at rapid accelerated speeds. Have I ever heard of Gnunga Gap before? <clears throat> Roll me religion. Okay. This one in particular is Voidgate. <laughs> <laughs> I got a five. Ornbjot. That one. 
Yeah, you're not you're not recalling anything about it, please. Gideon, do you know what that is? Um Um let me roll. I'll roll religion as well, since he asked me. Nineteen. Uh, you remember being taught it by your mamas. Uh, Ganunga Gap is basically the thing that ships use to travel faster than light. It's a it's a empty void dimension full of nothing, and so it be being nothing. It's a lot smaller than real space, so you're able to travel it a lot faster than real space. I passed that along to B. Okay. Is that where we're going? Uh, I think we have to go through it to get where we're trying to go. Well, we gotta meet somebody. We're trying to go there. I say point at the city around the Void Gate. Oh, then no. I mean, not yet. Maybe later. Does it hurt? We just went through. I don't know. We just went through Ganunga Gap. Did it hurt? Oh, oh. then no. Well, wait. Does it matter what kind of ship you're in? Because this ship's really nice, and it does stuff. I don't think other ships do. It does most all... ships. Most ships go through Gnunga Gap just fine. You want to be careful with how you approach your jump, and you want to keep your shutters sealed, because the essence of the empty plane is dangerous to anyone who views it unprotected. That's so... why the shutters close. What happens if you do look at it? Bad things. Yeah, it's not good. What kind of bad things? Well, remember how we had that vision and the guy kicked our ass, but we had a chance to defend ourselves even though it didn't do any good? Yeah, like that, except we wouldn't have a chance to defend ourselves. We'd just get our asses handed to us, and we wouldn't probably even know what happened. By a window? By what's outside the window. Can it come through the window? It you does. Don't shut the, uh, if you don't, if you don't close the shutters. Okay, let's keep them closed. Yeah, nothing doesn't like something in it. It tries to make it nothing. Oh, remember, remember the old remember the old state remember the old statement that nature abhors a vacuum. Ginunga Gap is nothing but vacuum of everything. And it abhors everything else. <laughs> nature abhors the vacuum. Ganunga Gap abhors nature. Abhor, abhors nature. Ganunga Gap abhors it right back. <laughs> but. Uh, I gesture towards the, 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 the city around the void gate. For those of you that have spent your life on Nocturna, <coughs> this is a void gate city. It's like Knox, but bigger and in space. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely a lot bigger than Knox. It really is. Yeah, it's sort of like going from a like a small town in the Wild West to Metro Atlanta. Yeah. 
Doesn't How many exist. people live here? On around this station, roughly 150,000. Um, how many people are in Knox? Knox is like 600. Okay. Like, we don't quite know everybody in Knox, but we know a lot more people than we would know of living here. Right. That seems really big. Yeah. Bill, having been parked outside of Kendall's door, kind of is it is it open or has she been in there with the door shut? Uh, it's probably open. Doesn't I had any reason to shut it right now? He'll lean his head in. I'm gonna go check on our friends if that's all right. I think we're yeah close to all right. Oh yeah, but, no, we're go- I mean we're here. I don't think anything's gonna happen here. Let me know if things are going in a direction you'd rather they not. Like, which direction would that be? My job is to keep you safe and take you where you and uh-huh. go with you where you need to go. Right. If the group is going somewhere that you want to not go, and we have to take our leave. Just let me know. Oh, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. All right. A little, I'm a little weird on the on the joining an adventure guild thing, but we'll see. We'll see. It could work. It could be fun. Okay. Till try and wander up to wherever everybody else is right now. <laughs> then it should be the viewing station. Okay. Mistel has been just wandering the ship. Is she looking for anything in particular or just poking? She's exploring. No, oh, okay. She's poking. Cool. Cool, cool. The, uh, the, the mess hall has what seems like an endless stock of food. Oh, she, she will get some food. She's less poking and more stuffing now. <laughs> or like also stuffing food in her back. <laughs> You can which fit so many can't, snacks. Which in can't hold thing. a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was say her pack can hold like a little bit. I mean, yeah. She doesn't need to eat that much. It can hold an entire biscuit. Hey, uh, which is like beef? three days' rations for Mistel, probably. Honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey Beef. Yeah. When we get off the ship. Anything. I don't know what the law is like around here, and I don't want to get in trouble. But it's full of 150,000 people we don't know. Yes, right. <laughs> There's also law enforcement we don't know. And Until walk in on this? Be, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're not likely to be as kind to us as the lawmaker, which means we could end us. up in... He lets us get away with stuff. They let us get away with stuff that we wouldn't normally get away with. And here, we won't be so lucky. And we have a job to do. Okay. Thank you. Unless we really want something. Please. Hi, Till. I want you to look at me. 
We are, most of us. Are all of you looking at me? No. I want all of you to look at me. A lot of us are sleeping. I want all of you that are awake to look at me. I like how this strong position slowly (laughs) repeating. Some of us are tending the larva. I want all of you to listen to me then. Okay. This is not a discussion. This is a rule. We are not, any of us, going to steal anything from anyone for any reason while we are on this station or in this city. Do you understand? We definitely heard you. Mistol's not here for yeah, this conversation. Yeah, totally heard you. If you break this rule, there will be consequences. Do you know what consequences are? Yes. Yeah, Mama Leah uses that word all the time. There will the consequences that will arise from breaking this rule will make Mama Leah look like a walk in the park. Do you understand? <laughs> You've never met Mama Leah. You've never been off planet. You are still alive, Caro says from the corner. They kill thieves in other parts of the galaxy. Yes. Frequently. Hmm. Bees. Yeah, Gideon. We don't want I that don't to happen. We should try our luck bees. here. Okay. Let's so just want... behave ourselves. At least for now. Until we get a better lay of the land, you know? Behave and beehive. Yeah. Behave and Beehive. Bees, have you ever had any money? Yes. So you understand its purpose and how it works. (laughs) But we've taken it and we've given it to other people. Did the people that you... Usually I handle the money stuff. All right. Gideon's really good with money. It's not entirely false. We'll table that topic for a different day, then. (laughs) Okay. Just let me know if you want anything, and I'll help you buy it. Okay. And we're not stealing things until we know we can do it without ending up dead. Okay. Feeling the beginnings of a nosebleed coming on, Phil goes back (laughs) to hang out outside Kendall's room. (laughs) A few minutes later. A few minutes later, the Black Star... Uh, touches down on one of the docks around around the the gate city. Two minutes later, and Karos indicates to whoever is still in the viewing in the viewing station. 
All right. I'll make my way to the Adventurers League station, to the Core Adventurers League house here on the Gate City. Feel free to explore and then come meet me when you're ready. Do you have coordinates for us? I do, and she'll shoot a set of coordinates to your communicator. I'll take it. <laughs> After they're gone, I will sort of like in a sort of a central area where everyone else is. All right, we made it off Nocturna. So if there's anyone that doesn't feel up to joining an adventurer's league, now would be the chance to not. What exactly does that mean? Mostly I just said that to get us off the planet. But also, I do intend to join myself. The Adventurer's League is a... Basically, think of it as a... Um, an, organize, uh, an organizer of task doers. People that are good at getting jobs done and getting paid for it. They organize, They provide you with clientele and resources. The clientele pay you to do jobs. You make money. It's a freelancing hub. Effectively. But without the freelancing aspect. We work as, we work as a group rather than individually. So it's like a tradesman's union? Yes. It's a union. Or adventurers. Yeah, it's an adventurers union. Hmm. What happens when the core adventurers league goes on strike? <laughs> a lot of bad the galaxy shit. Panics. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of bad shit and a lot of good shit too. <laughs> oh yeah, when so the core adventure when the core adventurers league has something happen that's big enough to cause them to strike, the galaxy pays attention. <laughs> Those demands get filled quick. Yeah, so uh, until uh, I, I understand that you're currently facing an issue with a demon lord of apocalypse, but um, we don't appreciate dental. Yeah, we don't appreciate your. <laughs> we don't appreciate the fact that you don't provide your uh, your labor your labor force with uh, good health care. So <laughs> until you Easy, fix that, dental plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if any, if any, if any group really needed workman's comp. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. This clearing so, is out of network. <laughs> so doing this helps us become stronger so that we can beat the big bet. That's one way of looking at it. Yes. In my case, it gets me money. There's also the possibility that if we are going to acquire these necessary allies that Janya told us about, having standing in the league might make it a bit easier for people to look favorably on our cause. I think that I think I'm in. Mistel will raise your hand. Yes, Mistel. Yes. If we join the league, may we stop whenever we like? Like, if we don't like it? 
I'm not familiar with their practices, but I've never heard of anybody not being allowed to leave. Okay. But have you heard of anybody being allowed to leave? It's a good question. Adventurers that leave the League aren't the kind of people that frequent my father's shop, so... So that's a no. Does Till know of any stories of people who decided, eh, not for me, and went off to, like, become accountants or something? Roll history. The DC's not high. No, it's the Ventures League is the mob. You, in in, only in for life. <laughs> With a natural one. You don't fucking know. Well, maybe it I mean, just pays I... really well. <laughs> I don't know if I should be joining any in any any big organized groups at the moment, but that's well, just me. If, Y'all can do whatever you want. You if we join and ask, can she tag along with us? I don't see why not. There are plenty of adventuring groups that have members that aren't part of the league in them. Those have come through the shop. I assume they're treated as contractors. <clears throat> this one's an independent contractor. <laughs> it's not in the union, but we still let them work with us. <laughs> as long as they don't scab when we go on strike, we're fine. Anyone can roll history who's been out who's been out in the galaxy before. I'm, it's not a hard one. I'm just choo- I'm I am like choosing that. to fail on that just because mm. I think it's funny that. Having worked in an arms factory, the only pe- the only adventurers that ever come through are adventurers league members, and so he's never actually met anyone that was that was an adventurer. That oh my wasn't god! I love it's how amazing. terribly all of us are doing on this particular history. <laughs> you know what? That's no only in. I, I feel I I feel I, I feel like uh, uh, Kendall might have some 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 knowledge of of. Union type groups, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh what does your father feel about unions? <laughs> That's a whole thing. Um <laughs> You haven't asked your father. Really? I feel like <laughs> I have. <laughs> Not about unions specifically. <clears throat> uh, okay, but as fair. far as, as far as Adventurers League. Um your father employs adventurers all the time. Right. Um, the the Adventurers League is not a like when you're in, you're in for life, and that's all there is to it, and you're always an adventurer forever. It is literally it's it is an it is a public service. It is an it is an avenue that allows adventurers and people of particular skill to find the work that is needed. Right. Um when you sign up, you're basically just saying, hey, I would like to be able to look at these jobs. It's a voluntary thing. Um, there's You can extract yourself from the list if you like at any time. Uh, it's just the, the league basically just provides a central environment to acquire work and a ranking system to see how you stack up against other people, up against other groups of similar size. Got it. Yeah, no. Well, they, they make they make most of their money from planetary systems that are paying them to make sure their jobs are getting on the board. Got it. We should probably be okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if 
there might be some competing interests there that would be tricky for me, but you know, y'all can y'all can do what you want. I'll, I'll just I'll just tag along. I like money. Most people. I... Yeah. Yes. This is this isn't something anyone's going to be forced into. Mostly it was, like I said, an effective way to get off planet. And also yeah. something I personally want to do. I think we've reached a fair consensus. Those of us who want to join can join, and the rest of us can just tag along as necessary. All right. So um, I would like to try to find a shop, uh, like a market. Uh, maybe a general store or something. I'm familiar along the way, but I'm familiar with Void Cities. I'll see if I can't give you a tour. That would be helpful. Thank you. Anything else that anyone's looking for while we're on the way? I think mostly. I just have a personal sense of urgency to figure out what this whole Sarheim thing is, so yes. straight enough. to the Adventurers League and run any errands we need to along the way. Is there any vegetation around? Uh, as you step off the ship? Uh, not that you can immediately see. Okay. Just let me know if that changes. Um, I, I, I don't, I, William, up to you if, you if I need to make a roll for this, but I'm assuming that there's a general uniformity to not necessarily the structure, but the idea of void gate cities. Um, at least to the point where I could probably find my way through a marketplace on the way to the Adventures League. They tend to be fairly like pseudo ramshackle, but they're typically pretty well signposted. Yeah. So. Like because people a, need to be able to get around. Exactly. Like they're they are literally tourist towns. I assume there's a bit of a like a, 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 a if not like a design philosophy similarity, a a, a similarity in purpose of funneling people to the, where they can spend their money. Yeah, like it's 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 fairly it's fairly well designed to get people where they need to go quickly. Signposting and general transit is pretty on top. Yeah. So I will lead the way along the way i want to stop at um stop and find like a like a supermarket or not a supermarket like a little grocery store or something like that and just grab like an assortment of like uh fruits and um like bread and stuff like that like just little little um perishable foods that would be looking, <clears throat> how much you looking for um Spend about two silver. Yeah, absolutely. That'll get you like a like a nice couple of handfuls of fruit and wait. Um while we're uh walking <laughs> after that, I just wanna like see if I can see or if, see if I run across any um homeless people, but particularly children, especially small children. Um, who look like they would have a harder time getting food on their own. 
So roll me roll me a perception check as you walk around. So as you look around, so there's there's a few things that strike all of you, but particularly um, Gideon. The first thing that um, hits you as you all walk this the streets of uh, Voidgate Thornbeyond is the the metropolitan and diversity of the of the of the populace of this city. You are seeing like those of you that grew up on one planet are seeing types of people that you've never seen before. Um there are uh like you're seeing walking suits of armor that had, don't seem to have anything inside them except what looks like glowing lights. Uh, you're seeing lots of those. Um, you're seeing these massive individuals who look like they're made partially of stone. They look like walking like humanoid mountains. Uh, you're seeing um, humans, orcs, uh, trolls, which are large lizard-like people with these um, like advanced technological pieces attached to them. You're seeing goblins, the the short people that you've seen that you have seen in your own world, um, with a variety of different like cybernetic augmentations on them. Uh, you're seeing um, walking trees that that just make their way around. Um, more avians that you that you haven't seen before a variety of different types elves um anything and everything that exists in the galaxy you're seeing all kinds of people you're also seeing things that aren't from this like this plane of existence as you walk around you see angels walking across the street from demons and devils and different creatures elementals wandering around Everything seems to be peaceful. No one's getting into like major fights. There are people from different planes of existence having conversations with one another. It's like space water deep. Kind of. I definitely reach over and like tug either bees or Gideon or both out of the way of a fire elemental they're about to walk into while staring. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch your step. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I didn't know all these things existed. Welcome to the galaxy. Are they from here? Or really? Do they come from other places like us? Most of these people are not from here. This is a way station, a way stop. Yeah, they're 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 like travelers, like us. Mm -hmm. What do they eat? What can we eat? Where does the food come we eat from? Eat the here? same things we always eat. They, some of them eat the same things, and some of them eat different things. Yep. I mean, I've seen some of these things before. Like, they've come through Knox for different reasons. But well, a lot of this stuff is way different and like uh, uh william is there like a visual indicator of a ship coming through a void gate yeah, yeah like uh, these places have environmental domes that are clear like you can see their presence but they're just yeah. like clear domes so you can look up and see ships so, passing through the void gate. so to answer b's question about where they come from i point towards the void gate as a ship is coming through there 
they bring the food in on ships too? They can't grow it here, can they? I'm sure there are a variety of self-sustainment operations going on in any void city, but largely they exist off of trade. They're trade hubs. A lot of both. Yeah, there there are there are grow ops and like general like hydroponics and just like farms that exist on on gate stations, but they do get a like the vast bulk of their supplies come from trade. Because you're at a void gate, trade will be there. You know, it's like it's like setting up a shop inside the airport. People are gonna be passing by. But Till's just going to be watching for any threats exterior until we get to the uh, Adventures League. But with that, with that twenty-six perception, Gideon, you do spot a few of the disadvantaged, the like the children who were born on this on this gate station, and for one reason or another could never leave, who just sort of live day to day as street urchins. You spot a couple of them as you pass by. I give them food when I see them. And I try, as as much as possible, I try not to slow our pace to do so, but I definitely want to. And if anyone asks, I just say, Mama said take care of the unknown. The forgotten. Like me. I would have been like them if not for my mama. And I continue on. Um, William, mm-hmm. you don't have a stat block for it, but uh, are there miniguns for sale as we pass through this market? Theoretically. I can't afford one, but I have keeping an eye out on them for a future mm-hmm. purchase. Going to turn Tullbar into a war machine? Hmm. No, the minigun's for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Tullbar has his own uh, attacks. Well, I mean, you know what's better than a minigun. Hmm. Two miniguns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can give a Steel Defender additional weapon, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> Give them to him. Just question of whether he can use them. Yeah, he's just holding it like backwards. He'd definitely carry them. <laughs> Instead of reloading, you just grab a new one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess unless anybody else stops for anything, or would like yeah. to stop for anything. Beast There's will. a lot of looking at stuff and probably some wandering. But no. Well, head over to the league. As William is either answering your question or creating a minigun. (laughs) The second one. 
was like you De deadlock has one but you don't have one you don't have a stat block for one what's wrong this is this, this is the problem because miniguns are a god only weapon yeah only deadlock <laughs> has a minigun no one else mine he, he destroyed all the miniguns branding he destroyed all the miniguns <laughs> in the galaxy except for his the minigun is dead the minigun is deadlock's sacred weapon <laughs> <laughs> find in loot chest the minigun of deadlock what <laughs> you find it and then deadlock's like oh hey that, i mean i forgot where i put that <laughs> you like over you. your shoulder <laughs> yeah you're welcome well, i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so you make your way to the adventurers league hmm? and as you enter so the the environment that you've been passing through the gate city for the lar for the large part is uh, mostly steel with occasional bits of like small plant life like just shrubberies or small individual trees on like soil plants um, that that have that have been around um, and then as you enter the adventurers league you're met with a another in another environment shift from like the ramshackle steel environment of the gate city into the best way I can describe it is for the StarCraft nerds is a massive upscale version of Joey Rays. It sounds about right. Mm. It's there. There's a, there's a, a, there's a large, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a large bar on one side, a variety of different seating arrangements everywhere, screens all across the walls showing various things from local sports news and galactic news uh job postings ev on like every other monitor has like current job postings and rankings of different teams and and different groups across the adventurers guild and just it's the the bottom floor is a massive work bar basically and you can see adventurers of all types sitting around having conversations having food and drink and discussing their next jobs Uh, as as you as you enter, uh, a magic spell goes off and a and a preserved message for you plays in all of your heads. All right, the group of you walk through to the back. The back doors, the big ornate ones that'll lead you to my office. I, oh. I I assume, but do we recognize the voice? Yes, it's Karos. Okay. All right. Well, how does she do that? Magic. Is she in my head? Magic. magic. <laughs> wow, magic does really cool stuff. Is she still there? No. Okay. It sounded yeah. like a automated message. Still rude. So, how are you feeling? So, was that directed at Craig? Mistle. Oh. Mistle has a better. headache. Yeah. Oh. Much better. Good. Do you want more to drink? They have more here. Maybe we later. don't have time for that. We have to go. Maybe we can buy some and take it with us, though. Mistle is experiencing yeah. her first hangover and just trying to be cheery through it. Oh, yes. Gideon, you want some, right? Yeah, on the way out. Okay. Are there any flowers in here? Bees is the worst friend. 
Peace is the best. <laughs> you want to get drinks? Definitely... You want to get drinks? You want to get drinks? Uh, no, not right now. You want to get drinks? Are you sure? <laughs> there, there are, there are a few flowers here. Yes. Bees is that friend who's like, did you express enthusiasm for something one time? Guess what? I'm going to talk to you about it forever. Um, it's obviously your favorite thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So some of the some of the torch bees are, are settling on the flowers around the room. All right. Uh, Kendall, are you not looking to join up? Do you want to come in with us still or stay out here? Oh, yeah. I'm dev of course. All right. Let's go then. Uh, let's do it. Head to the so back. You head, you, you head to the back, and you you walk through and open the open the back door and find yourself stepping into a uh, a well a well appointed office uh, with a, like a wooden desk uh, across across from which is sitting Karos uh, with her. Uh, data pad set up on the table in front of her. There are bookshelves lining the walls behind her, uh, full of different novels. Uh, and the uh, the the space is very cozy. Like the there's the car, like there's a wooden floor which was common to the outside area as well, which has also has like a, a nice rug across it and enough chairs set out for all of you uh along with a uh a selection of glasses with choice of water and juice nothing alcoholic set out at the moment man but if you let that juice sit long enough <laughs> It molds. Yes. <laughs> some of the bees are already starting to crawl over the juice. Bring some back in hive armor. Paris makes a note of makes a note of the bees' activity and actively pours a glass of juice or like a bowl of juice for the bees and sets it to one side and puts the stopper back on the juice for anyone else. Right, so the yeah, bees are just crawling in the in the decanter. Yeah. They will shift over. Do any of them get stuck in the decanter? No. Okay. Till pours water and hands it to Mistle. That will help some. But that's not the good stuff. No. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll get it on the way out. It'll be neither fun. was neither was okay. what we drank. Oh, it wasn't? No. It was really good. You mean there's better stuff? Galaxy is a big place. You make me sad. <laughs> I'm 16, dude. I'm thinking you're gonna get hammered later. I was taught to drink. I, I was taught to drink at ten. Well, my mamas don't like letting me do fun things. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was not able to. I was also raised by dwarves. It's a different world. I just like the idea that dwarves are just really, really bad about teaching kids to drink way too early. <laughs> because for a dwarf, that's not all that early, but for anybody else, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, dwarves, their alcohol tolerance is through the roof from birth. Like, <laughs> it's part of that whole poison resistance. <laughs> no, it's, it's, tin's fine. He can walk, he can talk. <laughs> 
he's, he's, he knows like most of his alphabet. It'll be fine. He's an orc. He's already growing a beard. It's fine. <laughs> but, like from 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 the instant your beard comes in, you're good to go. I feel like orcs. Right, I right. feel like orcs start shaving at eight. <laughs> like just well, it's here. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, Karos. All right, I've got uh, standard introductory explanation of the rights and privileges of being a member of the Adventurers Guild, uh, list of services we offer, exactly what you're signing up for, and how you would like to organize yourselves. Uh, there's only seven of you, so setting up as a team. Someone will want to decide a team name for the group of you. Uh, there's only however many there's, of you want to sign on. There's, there's only six of us uh, offering. However many of you choose to sign will be added as as members of the appropriate. I'm uh, reading. It can be changed later, but it's it goes in the paperwork first, and it often ends up being the name that you're known by, even after a change, unless you happen to make that change before you build up any level of notoriety. So I'd recommend giving it some thought. Hmm. I'm uh, reading the contract in full detail. As There's a, not a lot a to mind. it. Like it is very much. This is a service. Like this is a public service. It's sort of like getting a library card. It's it's a it's a thing that anyone can sign up for, and yeah. it doesn't cost you anything. It's just you're signing up because you want to do jobs, and we provide you the jobs. Cool. If everything looks good and there doesn't look to be anything you know, scary or, you know, you're joining the mob type shit, I'll go ahead and sign it. <laughs> the scariest the scariest part is that you're acknowledging you're an adventurer and some of these jobs are going to be dangerous. Nista won't read a thing and she'll just sign it. <laughs> Oltar is deep in the tank thinking about a name right now. If if Gideon signs it, uh, bees, will, bees will sign, by which I mean they will draw another of those pictures of themselves with wax. Hmm. Barucial sign. Uh, so we'll tell. Hmm. And Coltar will. Mister will sit on uh, Colton's uh, shoulder and start whispering ideas. I'm waiting for I mean, obviously we're going to go with birds and the bees or the avians and the arthropods or it needs to be something fearsome but cool for some Sarheim reason, rejects for some for some for some reason the name for some reason the name of kundalar comes into one of your heads i was literally just about to say for some reason i can only think of a kundalar i don't know why <laughs> mistel is suddenly aware that just as she Sitting on Till's shoulder, there is a, a bee sitting on her shoulder. We're sitting on oh, she's on Coltarn. Coltarn's oh, shoulder. Oh, on Coltarn's shoulder. Sorry. So just she's on Coltarn's shoulder. There's a bee on her shoulder, and she just goes, "How about bees?" Yeah, uh, Coltarn. <laughs> Coltarn's shoulder is the chaise lounge to Till's diner chair. Her shoulder. Uh, um. How about bees? No. <laughs> She'll whisper back to bees. He said no. 
in, in, in Coltarn's other ear. Coltarn, your opinions are wrong. <laughs> Bees, I healed your friend. Hey, don't bring me into this. <laughs> you can still be wrong even though you heal people. Yeah. I know. I'm just uh, I'm... Hmm. Are you, are you my favorite part of any D D game? Making us make names, yeah. You make me make names all the time. Now it's your turn. It's fair. Shoes on the other foot now. How do you like it? I can't hear what you're saying, Greg. What? Are you threatening to unheal Gideon? No, <laughs> just reminding you. Dude! Okay. Seriously? I, I remember. That's weird. You're weird. Healing your friend was weird. No, reminding me is weird. That's weird. So is, do that. so is whispering in my ear, bees. I respond. Unless there's weird. more of us. Hold on. <laughs> they get progressively louder the more of them there are. So does anybody else have ideas? No good ones. About the dust knights. While I like the theme, I feel like you're giving us a little more gravitas than we probably earned or deserve. <laughs> I think that's the point. It's future gravitas. Oh, aspirational gravitas? Yeah. It was also a bit of a joke at how small of a band we are in the you know whole cosmic thing instead of a dust mite <laughs> dust Actually, i really like that <laughs> well if it's aspirational i can't really oppose hmm. i think it works but i'm partial to bees <laughs> we are too we're not naming ourselves bees we already have one of those the whole group isn't yours, bees? <laughs> I mean, I I'm know not... I'm not part of it, so I'm just gonna call you Kindle's Angels. That's just <laughs> yeah. I, knew that was I actually we... knew that was coming. We're not selfish. We can share. We can all be bees. We're not. We're we're not naming the group bees. Bees. Okay, it's not happening. After all, bees, it would be very confusing. If we called ourselves bees, how would you ever know if we were talking to all of us or just to you? But if don't, we just called us friends of bees. It's not, it's not their group. That's why. <laughs> it could be. It's not, it's not your group, dude. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's all of our group. Exactly. So we're not naming ourselves Friends of Beach. But we are. I think I vote for Dust Knights. I think Dust Knights has a particular ring to it. I like that one too. I like that or bees. We like that or bees. I like Let it go, too. bees. Thank you. We're not doing that. That's not that's not happening. That I, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bees. Are we voting? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think we should, we should vote. 
Do we each get a vote? Nope, you do not. As the outside outside adjudicator of the votes, (laughs) I rule that Bees as a whole gets one vote. That does seem fair. There are are 264 of you. We're not doing that. That would be a little unfair. We'd all be outnumbered. Actively unfair. We you would just we would just name it Beats because you would just win. You all should just have more kids more often, <laughs> like we do. All right. I don't think any of us have children yet, and that's not a sort of dis- discussion or decision you get to make for other people. Well, whose fault is that, Till? Alternative, uh, alternative. You get two hundred and sixty-four votes, but everybody else does too. Hey. One vote, for <laughs> One vote for Hive. One vote for Hive. I like that. I believe the majority of you have already passed the majority vote on Dust Knights. Uh, what do you think, too? Dust Knights works well. Yeah, that's uh, that's four to three. So, actually, technically five to... Yeah, yeah, four to three. I'm totally abstaining <laughs> because I'm just going to call you what I'm going to call you anyways. Of course you are. I'd expect nothing less, Miss Fairchild. Hmm. Why don't you want to join? Uh, yeah, so there's some weird conflict of interest things. Um, I don't want to like, if if ends up being being sent out for a job and it's something that you know my dad doesn't necessarily flies the interest of what my dad does and there's a lot of reputational stuff as well it just it doesn't seem like a good idea don't get me wrong i like the idea as a whole but just it's not for me i think that actually makes sense and and it, it is always helpful to have in any small organization or pursuit someone with someone who doesn't have to necessarily go along with the group as a whole in the event that, that becomes a necessary element. Kendall's offering to sacrifice her own... Yes, having an outside perspective is excellent, and that way she has a level of deniability should that become necessary. Man, you are really leaning into this I work for her dad thing, aren't you? I'm not allowed to lean any other way. Mm, How else would you lean? I wonder what he has on you. Don't you work for him? Isn't it a choice? Yes, till, oh, of course yeah, it till is. joined. I mean, but it's but yeah, the, yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's fine. I'm sure you've all heard the phrase don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I and we are doing. Hmm. The phrase says you're not supposed to. Right. We're not putting all of our eggs in one basket. Oh, okay. I get it. Kind of, not really. We're putting all but one of our eggs in a basket. 
Where did we and I'm putting eggs? half my eggs in two baskets. Mm. We, don't worry, we won't tell Daddy about that. <laughs> <laughs> if we wanted to, uh, it, while we are what? <laughs> while we are all agreed on dust, well, most of us are agreed on dust nights. If we wanted to uh, make the name a little bit more obfuscated or interesting for certain parties, we could also call it Moldringer, which is the precursor word for basically dirt warriors. I don't like that one as much. No offense. <laughs> yeah, I think Death Knight actually rolls a lot better. Mm-hmm. I like putting precursor terminology to use, that's all. I see yeah, it's a. What, what, what was that? What was that, Cody? I said, I see the glyphs. <laughs> and he points over at Tolbar. Yes. But, Dutch Knights it is. Sign paperwork. All right, let's do it. All right, Dust Knights, welcome to the Core Adventurers League as our newest team. Oh, it's also a. It's also a it's also a play on words because it's Stardust Knights as well. Yes. <laughs> I'd only put that together just now. <laughs> I was well, thinking dust like, you know, the atmosphere of Nocturne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome to. The Core Adventurers League. Give me some time and I'll pull up potential work for you if you'd like. I can find something that might be suitable for you. Potentially any leads that might result in you acquiring a ship. That would be good. Well, yes. That would be ideal. In the meantime, feel free to walk around the station. From my conversations with uh, Janya, I believe that there is supposedly something waiting for you out there. Yes, it yeah, was incredibly we should rigged. go see about that. It was alcohol. I apparently need to make some drinks first. Or we could just buy them. I like that this is the concept of somebody who, while known for roasting and blending their own beans, and then Gideon shows up and is like, you want to go to Starbucks? (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. You can make your whatever. You can also buy some and then we'll compare them. If it sucks, goodbye. You know I can hear you, right? What? I didn't say anything. You're what right. Did you, you're, you didn't even move. You didn't even cover your mouth. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not nice to listen to other people's conversations. We're in the yeah, same right? conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> Caro's just like chuckling so. and pitching the bridge of her nose. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, we'll let's be outside of <laughs> office so that we're not interfering with 
Big elephant man starts hurting everybody outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Karis. It's okay. There's alcohol out here. Yeah, he wants to make his little homebrew you first can, or whatever. We don't want him to be offended. You can buy your own drinks. And again, I can still hear everything you're saying. I don't know I'm, what you're talking about. I didn't say anything, dude. I'm going to buy some. Yeah, let's go to the bar. Mistle will fly over to the bar. Like the idea that Mistle shows up and says, I want a normal, medium humanoid sized amaretto sour. And they're like, fine, here it is. Also, you're cut off. <laughs> yeah, so you, you you float over to the bar. The the individual working it is a walking suit of armor. I would like the, the alcohol. <laughs> I would like the alcohol, alcohol too. please. <laughs> I would like the alcohol. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> all no of it. What she said Just was all of the alcohol. Because it needs to be stated again. What she said was, I would like a the alcohol. <laughs> it wasn't the alcohol. It wasn't a alcohol. Like, it was a the alcohol. <laughs> I didn't realize I said that. I... I would like one of the alcohol too. The ind- the individual at the bar I walk is out this the like bar. is this seven foot tall mass of plate mail, like this huge dark black armor with like large spiked pauldrons and this enormous like barbute style horned helmet with a ridge of spikes across the top of the helm no face just an ominous red glow coming from inside the armor and helmet as it is polishing a mug and you look up and you look up at it and say i would like one of the alcohol and it looks down at the two of you <laughs> what drink would you like it says in this booming voice that speaks of fire and brimstone. Alcohol? Are there any bees in it? Yeah, that one. Do you have any bottles? Kendall cuts in. Hi. Uh, so we will have, and we'll just, I am not a, a, a mixed drinks person. I am very simple with my own mixed drinks. Um, but like very quickly, like something something uh uh fruity and sweet here, blah 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 like bloody mary whiskey sour, just like like so he'll he'll take he'll take the order and just like very quickly reaches up, pours the drinks, sets them down, slides them across. Thank you, Kendall. Thank yep. you. No problem. Hi, what makes your armor move? The armor looks over at bees. I do. What What are you? I'm an ethereal. Obviously the bartender, bees. What's inside? It's glowing. 
Yeah, like that's rude to ask. Oh my god, bees. You can't, you can't just ask somebody why they're, they're glowing, glowing right? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, if you're gonna steal my lines from me. <laughs> You've clearly never seen an ethereal before. Nope. Now we're from Nocturna. We're beings of arcane energy from the ethereal plane. We exist in this world by inhabiting enchanted suits of armor. Oh, so you're magic. We are literally made of magic, yes. Holy shit, why didn't you just say that, dude? The helmet looks at you and the glow darkens for a bit. I don't think he likes you, Gideon. We learned about magic. It means, I don't know why it does it. Compliment him. Make him feel better. I, mean, I like your spikes. They're intimidating. You're suddenly struck by the fact that if this if this suit of armor wanted to do something, it is literally twice your size. Oh, no, that's not sudden. I, I knew <laughs> that as soon as I saw the spike. <laughs> Kendall leans in to tell us, like, didn't he say that? Am I, did I... I'm not drunk yet. No, you're not, Miss Fairchild. I don't know what that uh, elaborate word means. Which of the alcohol is your favorite? No, no, the the one it started with like a Easter egg. No. um, Ethereal. uh, Ethereal. Yeah, that one. I don't know what that word means. No, no, yeah. And then he said a bunch of other words. And then he said arcane. And I know what arcane means. Arcane means magic. So he's magic. He didn't say that. Or at least I didn't think he said that. So you know you know how you're an avian? Yeah. I'm an ethereal. Oh, that's the name of your race. Okay, that makes sense. We need to get you a gown that subscription. I don't know what that is. But you're going to find out. Okay. Do I need to roll a con save for this drink? Yes. <laughs> I like uh, was the most, I, I like the, the full sized one? No. I like the, I liked the thing that Kendall was most horrified at was the fact that Gideon didn't know what a gown that was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you met Kendall? I have. That's why I say I like that. <laughs> Should I also be making a con save? Yes. Oh, here, we here we go. Mistle's about to get smashed on a fucking Bloody Mary. <laughs> to To the ethereal bees say... Which of the alcohol is your favorite? I don't feel its effects the same way that physical corporeal beings do, so I'm not exactly a good judge. You shouldn't ask the magic question because it's rude. It's rude to ask the magic question. You you shouldn't do it. Is it rude to... Is it rude to ask you what you like to drink? I don't know. 
My preferences I... are going to be unusual. My I tend to go for the things that are strongest because they leave the most impact on my flavor senses. What little I have being ethereal. I was waiting I don't for you to feel end the, the sentence at flavor. <laughs> <laughs> they leave the most impact yeah, right. on my flavor. And then walk away. He <laughs> <laughs> could have just to make just to make them wonder what the hell he was talking about, but so, well, I, I understood most of those words. Go ahead, Cody. You uh, had a question? Gonna, yeah, a wolf or Camille. Uh, because of the two that are currently shit-faced, uh, Gideon definitely weighs the most. How much do they weigh? Just out um, of curiosity. You know, I don't know how much avians weigh on average, actually. They're a little bit lighter than humans on average. Makes sense, because... Airborne, so uh, probably about one ten somewhere in there. Okay, he's a, he's a he's a small bird. All right, after a while, hundred uh, pounds is a big bird, Camille. <laughs> I mean, well, he's a small he's, avian. <laughs> yeah, small avian. <laughs> hundred pound owl. What the? F- <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's also, you know, I, I, I'm I'm still making a joke. Gotcha. When uh, Coltarn and the rest of us are, are ready, Coltarn's already outside of the bar, isn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, Coltarn like stepped outside just to just sort of like get some bearings, and then comes back in and sees that the two of them are already drunk. I what? Hey, Coltarn, how's it going, buddy? I I we bought the alcohol. I think. Did we pay for the alcohol? I think Kendall. How many drinks did you buy them, Kendall? Do I need a a Bloody Mary and a whiskey sour? The ethereal says. um, Hey, magic man, person, guy, did do you need money? It's covered. I have to. The ethereal says, looking at Kendall. (laughs) Kendall's on a table again. (laughs) <laughs> one drink I'm picturing Mithil like drink, yes. on Gideon's head you get the sense from like listening to this ethereal's tone of voice because ethereals have a variety of different vocal tones <laughs> you get the sense the ethereal is currently in like off mode like he's his voice is coming out as a monotone his brain is elsewhere <laughs> what um what 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 equivalent currency? What physical currency would we have coming from Nocturna? You have galactic credits. Okay, all right, uh, and they are physical. So G- GTC comes in two forms. It comes in coins, and it comes in just like credit amounts. Like the individual okay. coins are worth a certain number of credits. Okay, um, that's why you can still track in gold, copper, and silver because they make gold class GTC coins, which mm-hmm. are worth a hundred of the copper class. Okay. Uh, um, most of the galaxy runs on GTC. Okay, so the um the 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 Heim armor sticks out one of its one of its arms up over the bar, and two I guess the equivalent of two two gold coins, two GTCs, sort of drop out from the the uh, openings in the webbing at the end onto the counter, and says, "This is for you. Buy your favorite of the alcohol for yourself." He looks down at it, nods, takes the coins, reaches up, 
grabs a bottle that looks like it's glowing and just pops it, downs a bit, corks it, sets it back up on the shelf. Ooh, viruses you're not supposed to drink on the job. That's a bad bartender. I don't feel bad the alcohol. Bad. Oh, yeah, because you're magic. Also, who says you, you don't drink on the job? Virus said, I just said it, didn't I say it? I said it. I said it. I said it. And they asked me again. I don't know why he didn't hear me when I said Do you know? Your friends are probably done for the night, the ethereal says to Coltarn. They were done before the night even began, it seems. I would tell myself when I'm done. I think I'm done for the night. <laughs> Trunk wraps around uh, Gideon's chest, sets him on the shoulder, and just holds him there. Trunk's more wrapped buddy. around him. I can lift Hi, up to buddy. 170 pounds with my trunk. <laughs> yes, you can. Mist was on his head, and I feel like she fell off. There's a nice hug. Please will catch her. That's a nice hug. I like I like hugs from the from the trunk of the elephant man. I look over well, to the. Uh, I pat him on the back. I look over. <laughs> I, I, is are there? I look over towards the 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 bartender. Are there accommodations available? Yes, rooms are available for any adventurers who need a place to stay. Could you Ooh, point I me in the direction? He indicates. Thank you. This one. And I apologize. That elevator will take you out to residential blocks. Pick a floor, find a room, claim it at the door. If it's a, if it's if it's vacant, it'll say so, and you can claim it at the door. Thank you, and I apologize. I just did most of those words too. Bye, bartender. Bye, nice alcohol giving person. You're wonderful. You're my best friend. We will usher the drunks away. Uh, Yeah, no, this is all he's he's saying that as Baruch is walking, Baruch walks like over his shoulder. What what I would like to nominate Baruch for the inspiration of the night, just all of them. You you can just give them to Baruch, it's fine. (laughs) What was the question, Craig? What did it look like? Because that's why bees bought the uh, bought that the drink because they were very curious how this thing drinks. So the drink that he has, so so the actual act of taking the drink, the drink itself was like glowing and looks kind of like liquid fire. Okay. And he pops the cork and just tips it into the helmet, and it sort of dives into the core of the of the vessel of the armor, and okay. you just hear it, and you never hear it hit home. It disappears. Okay. All right. And also, my other question is: Doesn't Mistle fly? Yes. Like, so yes. Okay. I, I just because I, that's very funny. I just wanted to make sure that I was I was understanding the context correctly. Oh no, she's a pixie. She flies. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bees will 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 then pick up. How much does Mistle weigh? Uh, um, I don't think I determined to wait for her. Like ten pounds. Like, yeah, it, not much. Let's. Can we can we just establish now for future reference? Can can um, bees lift Mistle with Mage Hand? You know what? We'll say yes. Mistle weighs exactly eight pounds, which is what which is what Mage Hand <laughs> okay. can lift. Okay. All right. Um, then we'll pick up Mistle and then put uh, 
uh, put her back kind of on top of where the head would normally be. And then some of the torch bees start sort of knitting a little um, little web cocoon around to hold her in place snugly. And with that, with the drunks being handled, that is where we will end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Hey. Goodbye. <laughs>